Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 7th, 2020. Welcome to some Drew's Market research that is in the real estate realm. Um, today, I'm going to go over some fix and flip trends um, for September 2020. These were sent over to me by First Alliance Title. First Alliance Title is a company that is connected with your castle real estate. Um, it, it's our in-house not in house, but they are actually, they are actually um, in the same building as your castle, I think, and um, work closely with us. Um, Greg Parham specifically, um, he's done a lot of the a lot of the classes I've taken. Lon Welsh, um, yeah, they have a they have an awesome team up there. So first, let's dig into the metro wide fix and flip trends. So let's first talk about the number and fix number of fix and flips completed and sold. So recently there's been 241 completed fix and flip homes. Um, and those are sold each quarter, the average gross margin in the past 12 months on these has been $141,000. And only about 9% of this volume is scrape slash pop top. Um, these stats don't include off MLS buy sides. Obviously, they can only do stats and information on on the numbers were actually provided. So these are through the multiple listing system um, that, yeah, that Colorado uses. Um, so the best infer the best stats that we can have um, scrapes. Essentially, that's when you take a home. So fix and flip. Obviously, that's when you take a home, fix it up, and resell it. Um, a scrape is when you buy a lot with a with a pre existing home, and you end up just scraping that home. You end up tearing that down and. And building a new home on it in a pop top is um, typically when you have a single story building and yep, you pop the top and add a second story to it. So, so overall, that average puts us to about 1,370 per year of fix and flips, which is pretty, I mean, that seems pretty decent. The highest numbers were, were of course, between um, 2008 and 2000. 15 it looks like where um 2014 2015 we had like 2500 and 2300 flips in one year so those were obviously when um house costs were low and you could get a nice house a decent house um profit margin wise for a nice value for a dis nice discounted value so that the recent average days on market of the properties before the fix up was 18 days um, most fix and flips are not insider sales, so that means that they will go on the multiple listing system. Oftentimes, um, and we'll dig into this later, but oftentimes uh, with fix and flips, they they will stay on the market just a little bit longer um, and be in non-competitive bids. But the recent average days on market of the properties before the fix up was 18 days, so that's before um, before they were bought up. The last 12 months average is 18 days, which is considerably different because actually 2013. Um, information from 2008 to 2013 shows the average days at 51. So that's actually gone dramatically down. The, the, these listings that are fix and flips used to be on the market for quite a bit longer. And now that's, that's been nearly, I mean, yeah, about a thirded. So it's notable. Average gross margins peaked in 2016. The previous or the past previous 24 months, the last two years, have not seen average gross margins over $150,000. Just in 2020, did we see begin to rise again? Um, 
Oh, okay, I see. So then just in 2020, we're having those margins those margins come back into reality. The, dec- the decade started out with a bang in the non-rehabbed residential sector as well. Um, so that just means that the, start- the decade started out with a bang in the non-rehabbed residential sector as well. All that means is that even, fi- even things that weren't being um, fixed and flipped, just traditional residential transactions, um, were just going off the hook. <laughs> going off so the overall market or overall gross margin for fix and flips across basically from 2005 to now um, has been $146,000 and the average or sorry that was the last 12 months it was $146,000 and the average from 2008 to now has been $103,000 so the market the that price that pro- profit margin is going up right now, which is really cool, especially as a as a person in the construction industry as well. So going into Denver fix and flip homes, nearly 50% of the fix and flip buy size are pur- purchased in under five days. So that's five days of the listing being on the market, 50% of the fix and flips are buys, which is seems counterintuitive because that's pretty quick, right? And earlier we kind of said, or I kind of said that that fix and flips tend to actually stay on the market a little bit longer. But here we're seeing under five days, 50% of them are still going. Um, 6% of the buy side are slow buys on the market for over 70 70 days on market. So that's only 6%. So that's showing that there are a couple listings that people just, (laughs) they're like, hands off. I don't, it's not quite worth it. The investment isn't. So for normal flips, which means no square feet added, um, these quick buys have about the same gross margin gross margin as the slower buys. What this essentially means is that whether you're doing it, whether you buy quick or whether you wait a little bit to buy, um, it's you're going to have about the same profit margin, same growth gross margin. Um, the data isn't as consistent for added square feet, possibly due to small sample size. So all that's saying is there's a differentiation for for square feet where that correlation isn't seen um, quite as much. So the average days on market to sell renovated fix and flips um, is about 54 days over the past 15 years for the completed projects. Most recently in the last year, it's become a seller's market and the times have continued to decline to 23 days on market. So 54 days in the past 15 years to 23 days in the last year. So that's halved nearly that's considerably faster um of time to sell so well that just honestly shows that the market we're in anything that's coming up is <laughs> is being bought kind of right away um the inventory is just insanely low so kind of going into that the current retail market overall there's 1.1 months of inventory on on 3 days ago so August 4th um, essentially, all this means is it's a really strong seller's market. And there's <laughs> it's because there's no inventory. Um, the home appreciation rate continues to slow. The largest segment has actually s- lost some ground recently. So what we're seeing is appreciation in the, the smallest 10% is about 5% this year. Um, 11% to 25% is 6%. 25 to 50% is 4%. 50 to 75% is 2%. Um, so is 75 to 90 and the largest 10% of homes actually, um, declined in value by 1%. So that's still bringing us to an average of 3% appreciation over the homes from, um, 
this quarter, quarter two, 2019 to quarter two, 2020. Um, however, that's, that is, that is still pretty cool, especially for me, who's, um, more on the entry level products. We're still seeing really nice appreciation there. Of course, with the low inventory, it's insane competition, but that appreciation is beautiful. So looking into some samples from the MLS, um, so these are random samples from five. Well, I probably won't go through all five, but they have five high gross margin percent fad, fast turn time projects. Um, only one went under contract instantly in a multiple bid situation, then actually sold to the buyers in a few days. That's the urban myth. <laughs> Most fix and flips are on the market for a while and sell at a small discount, not at a premium. Um, so going into that, how to explain it is that how the typical cycle for a fix and flip goes and in these is that you list it uh, the, f the first one the first example they have for instance is they listed it at 450,000 25 days later they reduced it to 425,000 so seven days later that got them under contract so that $25,000 decrease and then uh, and then they sold the home to them for 420,000 so as you can see there was a price decrease and then that got some got some uh people looking at it so the second the second example is going to be the easiest one where um, they bought it for two hundred thirteen thousand dollars and they sold it for three hundred forty two thousand dollars it was listed at well that that doesn't look right sorry it told me that buy side but then it says it's listed at 245 under contract and then sold for 213. Oh no, that makes sense. That's a buying side. Okay. So yeah, they they were able to buy it for 213 and then sell it for $342,000. So that's that looked like a pretty dang good deal. It also was closed in like 17 days. <laughs> um another one to show that it doesn't they oftentimes do sit is there was one that was bought at 405,000 um and sold for 555000 after the flip was done. And how this went for acquiring the property was it was listed at $435,000 under contract in four days, actually. Um, 38 days later, um, there was some issues, and they, they had to get out of that contract. And then six days later, after getting out of that contract, they reduced the price again, got under contract, and then another 20 days later sold for 405k. So that just shows that it sat on there for quite a while and and um there were a few people interested in it, but but overall that's still sitting nearly for 70 over 70 days on market. Um but was sold. Awesome. So going into the average after repair sold price versus average gross margin. So not surprisingly, the more expensive the neighborhood, the better the gross margin. The relationship has been become more consistent over time. So essentially, that's just saying that building in good areas um, where other other homes around the area add the value add to the value of your home um, is helpful. Average after pair. Oh, okay. This is the same thing. So historically, neighbor, historically neighborhoods with more volume were more predictable in their profitability than areas with fewer fix and flips. 
Yet, interestingly, this correlation is almost non-existent in the current market. So what that means is, usually, what we've seen in the past is, if you had a, if you had a, and we'll touch on this in a second, actually, I think, is, but if you have a particular area and there are multiple fix and flips in the area, like a significant, a significant amount, five or more, usually that, that typically meant that the overall area increased. However, right now what we're seeing is the more flip, fix and flips that are in an area, um, we aren't seeing that as much. Um, they're, they're, the price is actually going down in the gross margin area, or the, the gross margin is going down as the more fix and flips happen in one neighborhood. Um, managing the trade-off then, so more gross margin usually comes at a higher price point. Um, so neighborhoods, there's a chart here, neighborhoods toward the upper left offer more return at a lower price point and usually with less risk. So essentially that's saying that homes between $100,000 and $350,000 with a gross margin potential of $125,000 to $200,000, those are your lower price point, um, higher gross margin investments. So they're the lowest risk, relatively best return. So when we're managing these risks, kind of looking into it, with all things equal, you probably want to do the least expensive project, um, least capital invested, less risk, and you get the most gross margin for what you can. Obviously, that's the best. Um, that's what you want to be looking for. While there's a strong relationship between neighborhood purchase price and gross margin, it's not a perfect relationship. Some areas might have relatively high gross margin with low purchase prices. Investors should seek those out. And those listings don't come up often. Um, you have to be in the market. You have to be looking for them. Um, and when they do come up, you have to <laughs> you have to have eyes on them and move on them. Conversely, some areas have high purchase prices and commensurately more risk while offering lower gross margin. A lot of risk without a lot of reward. These obviously are the ones that you want to stay away from. So... A few of the neighborhoods are slightly more or less desirable, but intense market competition has made them all get about the same returns. So you want to try for market performance and not try to necessarily be greedy when bidding for these projects. So at the lower end of the price range for high volume fix and flip neighborhoods, selecting the right neighborhood can have more of an impact on your bottom line. Essentially, that's just saying that, of course, you want to say something with a sold price um, and a gross margin that is above the average so from here it looks into a, a case study where it essentially shows um, before and after photos of a of a case and and shows how taking like attempting or it basically just shows how to find or what one of those more desirable more desirable um, fix and flips looks like and essentially what that's showing is they bought it in a good neighborhood that had a low low price to entry and one of the f they were one of the few fix and flips in the neighborhood like four or less and they were able to take advantage of that and get an awesome gross margin And here's another example is um, five months of renovation to get $126,000 of gross margin, only one day on market. 20K after pricing. What they essentially did is modern light gray color scheme and great staging. Um, it was primed for an investor. So 
the listing agent could have done a little bit more to save the seller some time in terms of acquisition of that property. But these properties are absolutely out there to get an awesome gross margin on. Um, of the 1,357 rehab properties, so this is no added square fee or no scraping, 16% of those were bought at a premium and 72% were bought at a discount, while 13% sold at list price. Um, essentially, what that's showing is 72% were bought at a discount. That's a that's a that's the vast majority of them, right? So, in fix and flip industry, you do want to be looking out for those. Let's see what else do we have. So, let's go into some pop tops. So, there were 125 pop tops added more than 100 square feet um, that were sold, and are 30 38% more likely to be purchased at a premium than traditional fix and flips. So, pop tops are popular and go for a premium. It is less likely that pop-top projects are purchased over 30 days on market, but when they are, there are significant discounts to be found. So essentially, that's what sho what's showing that is um, good prospects for pop-top for pop projects. They're going pretty quickly in under a month. Um, however, if those projects are, um, or if those properties that are listed that are pop-top potentials don't, don't go within the first 30 days, um, you're going to be able to find a really good deal on them, be able to get some discounts. And I think that's going to actually cover it for some fix and flip trends. We we went over a lot of stuff today and learned quite a bit. Stoked about that. Um, in residential, I'm in residential um, real estate as well as residential construction. So this is, this is awesome information for me in general, real estate as well as construction. Um, we, we do a lot of infills and such, but... We've done fix and flips and renovations, and now I'm interested in trying to find a pop top. So let's go try to find one of those. Um, I hope you kind of enjoyed. I, I, I enjoyed. I'm the only one that listens to these, but I enjoyed my market research time today. And I'll be signing out and doing another one on some retail real estate trends. And, yeah, let's get it. All right, have a good day.